EM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. So we're back with another topic for EM board bombs. Make sure to like and subscribe our podcast and to drop a review if you find the content useful. I'm here with myself, obviously, Iltafat Hussein and also Dr. Briggs. Happy and to be here. The topic that, thank you, thank you. The topic that we're going to be talking about today are IO facts, interosseous facts. So let's start with the STEM, the most exciting part of this whole thing. That's the only reason I show up every day for this. Hey, look, you come for the STEMs, right? But you stay for the content. Hopefully you stay. <laughs> and or you copy. To, to the I know, right? Tagline. Yeah. Um, so EMS arrives bringing you a 45-year-old male uh, who had sudden onset of respiratory distress at home about 30 minutes earlier. So, so here's the context. Here's the situation. The patient was on his couch. He was watching LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers play in game one of the 2018 NBA Finals with the Golden State Warriors. After J.R. Smith inexplicably blew the game for the legendary <laughs> LeBron James, the patient, who is a LeBron James fanboy, this might be me, by the way, who I'm describing. Yeah, I was going to say, was this, noted, this is, yeah. <laughs> you're not 45, no, though. I'm not much younger, I think, thankfully. <laughs> was noted to have sudden onset of dyspnea and cough. He also feels palpitations. He had surgical removal of a suspicious skin lesion five days ago that was uncomplicated, and he only spent 24 hours in the hospital. The patient's now requiring nasal cannula, which has increased from 5 to 10 within 20 minutes of presentation. While the patient is explaining to you through difficult breaths how this game one will affect LeBron James's legacy, he suddenly loses his pulses. Not good. No, the patient has only one... 20 IV in his anacubical fossa. Also bad. No, also bad. Only a 20. Never good. So attempts are made to establish further vascular access, mainly because you find out that the 20 you thought you had is blown. (laughs) It's also like in the finger. Uh, Yeah, it's also, right? It's just like, how in the world, right? (laughs) What's Um, the point? So what's the point? So which of the following is true? A, any laboratory study drawn from IO lines are not accurate. B, mm-hmm. fracture is the only absolute contraindication to placing an IO line. C, in children less than six years old, the proximal tibia is the preferred site. D, in contrast to IV lines, IO administered medications are more limited. The correct answer here is C. So in children less than six years old, the proximal tibia is the preferred site. Now, we're going to go through a couple different things here, Dr. Briggs, all right? We're going to go through the insertion sites, which is important to know for boards. And then you need to know what you can draw and run from an IO sample and what you can infuse as well. You knock those things out and you know pretty much everything you need to know for the boards when it comes to IO lines. Would you agree? Totally. This is awesome already because not only is a STEM just a reflection of your life, but except for the coding part, but I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't and think we were coded and the age and the age and the age and the age, two important facts, the age yes. and the and coding yes. in the hospital. Um, <laughs> this is great because, you know, IOs is something that I feel like every EM doctor thinks they know, but they don't know these like facts that are going to come up on boards. They know how to put an IO in, which is great. Right. But they don't know all these facts, which are so important. I, I'm right. excited. And, and what, and what the boards are going to kind of ask you 
uh, right. on as well, right? What, what's kind of clinically Absolutely. relevant? Yeah. They're not going to ask you ever about how to put an IO in. They're going yes. to be, they know you know how to do that. And that's impossible to ask a question like that on a test. They're going to ask you the questions on where do you put an IO in and obviously the measurements and all that. So yeah, I'm excited. Take it away. All right. So let's talk with uh, PEDS insertion sites, right? So in children younger than six years old, uh, the sites that are preferred are the proximal flat rod tibial plateau. So just think about tibial plateau and mm-hmm. it's one to two finger breaths below the tibial tubercle along the anterior medial surface. Now, the second site, that's the site that's uh, oftentimes like the one talked about the most. Now, the second site is the distal femur, and that's going to be two to three centimeters above the external condyles in the midline. You have to be, you know, careful, obviously, because the bone cortex in you know, children who are less than six years old uh, it can be very easily penetrated, right? You're not trying to go through the bone. That would be bad. That would be what we call suboptimal. Yeah, very. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> very suboptimal. <laughs> exactly. Remember, there's two sites though, right? For boards, two sites: um, tibial plateau area and then the distal femur. For kids. For kids, exactly. Now, with adult, in- the insertion sites are a, a bit more. Uh, I mean, there there are a lot, but the kind of the three that are talked about the most are the. Uh, the proximal tibia, so you're talking about two finger breaths below the tibial tuberosity on the medial uh, flat aspect of the tibia. You have the distal tibia, the medial surface at the junction of the medial mal and the shaft of the tibia. And this is going to be posterior, this is always mentioned, posterior to the great saphenous vein. And then you have the proximal humerus. This is the area that has gotten a lot of buzz, the proximal humerus area, um, and where uh, you know, it is, it's relatively easy to insert uh, that IO. Um, but so remember those three sites, adult sites, proximal tibia, distal tibia, and proximal humerus. There are a couple other sites as well. I mainly wanted to list these three. What do you mm-hmm. think? Is it reasonable to, I mean, there are others that are oftentimes talked about, but I, for board review, I believe these are the three main ones that they're going to yeah. expect you to know. I totally agree. I don't think textbooks ever mention the other ones. I mean, and if they do, I mean, this stuff, remember, the whole point is board relevant stuff. And in any critical care situation, it's discretion is advised. But critical care questions classically love to go over just the classic stuff. I mean, that's going to be the board relevant stuff that we have data on. You know, there's not enough data on putting IOs in, I don't know, iliac crest or something weird. I don't know if that's, have you seen that? So I haven't. I mean, exactly. Okay. I right. I, and I'm not the first. I'm not first bone that came to mind. <laughs> no, but I'm not trying. You know, you. I'm not trying to put you know an eye over there. You know, so yeah. Um, not optimal. I'm not trying not to optimal. do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So, uh, so again, let's review it real quick. For peds, sure. it is tibial plateau, distal femur. For adults, it's proximal tibia, distal tibia, proximal humerus. Okay. Awesome. Now, moving on. When you're talking about what you can draw from an IO, a couple of key things. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you the list, but then I'm going to talk about the ones that you should really know. So there's hemoglobin, type and cross, chloride, glucose, urea, creatinine, and albumin. Now, out of these, there are really three that you should really remember. Hemoglobin, type and cross, and creatinine. Totally. Those correlate really well. Remembering things like chloride, not super useful. Urea, not really super useful. Albumin, not so much. Glucose, the reason why I mention it's not, you don't have to really remember it is because you're going to be getting that just from a point of care as well, right? So, um, but the ones that can be really beneficial to you uh, immediately, especially if you have a patient that's extremely hypotensive, you suspect they might have, you know, acute GI bleed, 
um, you know, is you can grab the hemoglobin, you can go ahead and type and cross them. Um, and then grabbing that creatinine would be very beneficial as well. Absolutely. Um, now, when you're talking about things that correlate very poorly are white, you know, WBCs, uh, platelets, serum bicarb, sodium, potassium, calcium. Uh, the one main thing to highlight here is potassium. You cannot get potassium from an IO line. Um, but again, the things that correlate well, the things that you should really remember are going to be hemoglobin, type and cross, creatinine. Now, what can you administer through an IO? Basically everything, like all the recess, recess medications that we at least use in the emergency room setting. Stuff um, that so matters. Stuff that matters, really. That's, that's what you should be thinking Can't do about, chemo. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I remember, I, remember I, went yeah. To, yeah. I went to some education class years ago on IOs, and I remember the educator yeah. said, well, we can't do, it was like an emergency, like ACLS course, yeah. and someone said, yeah, you can't do chemotherapy through IO. I'm like, okay, I'm glad that's relevant to today's discussion. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that sounds, that, like it would, so, you know, chemo's already pretty painful, and that just not be nice. <laughs> yeah. Don't think it's going to help his uh, PE that he could have. Yeah, exactly. Even, you can put as much lidocaine as you want to help out that side. It's not going not gonna <laughs> to help. So, but the key things to remember are going to be epinephrine and your RSI medication and your drips. Now, you might get a board review, a question that basically says, you know, is it more effective to go through the IO versus, you know, like subclavian or a central line or peripheral line? It's the same. It really is. It's the same. So if, you know, you need to administer uh, any of your recess medications, yes, you can do it through the IO. The key thing to remember, though, is that um, it does sometimes require, um, especially if you're doing a drip, a pressure bag or infusion pump. But if you're giving something like epinephrine, just make sure you're flushing. Uh, that's going to be important. Totally. Totally. This is awesome. So I think, hey, you know, Dr. Bridge, one thing I didn't mention please. is you can do I love fluids last minute as well. Thoughts. I know. Fluids as well. So don't forget that, right? The, the, most, you can, the most obvious, yeah. but not obvious. <laughs> the most obvious, but exactly. So yeah. if you need to aggressively volume resuscitate someone, you can do that with an IO. Uh, you shouldn't feel that you're not going to get adequate uh, rate of volume. I mean, you can actually deliver a lot of volume in a short amount of time with IOs. Totally. I'm always a fan of aggressively hydrating patients. Only the patients that need it, though. <laughs> only the patients that need it. Yeah, right? only the patients that need it. This is great. So you want to? do you mind if I do a quick synthesis of everything? Yeah, I feel please like, do. I feel like I got most of the stuff you talked about. Yeah, yeah because children, this is literally, this here. is going to cover maybe you know, the three to five questions that you might have on, oh, totally. on boards. So here are, totally. the, here are the following key things. Go ahead, Dr. Briggs. So children younger than six years, the site is going to be the proximal tibial plateau or the distal femur. Remember, that's about one to two finger breaths below that tibial tubercle for the proximal tib plateau, and then two to three centimeters above the external condyle for the distal femur. The adult insertion sites, you still got that proximal tibia, but now you also have the distal tibia as well. And then you added a new place, which most people are familiar with, the proximal humerus as well. Remember that IO laboratory samples? As much as we love to talk about albumin during ACLS, I'm just kidding, we don't talk about it at all. We have hemoglobin, <laughs> type and cross, and creatinine. Those are the three big ones to remember here for IO good correlation with venous samples. Hemoglobin or hematocrit, type and cross, and creatinine. The poorly correlated samples, and this is really important here because a few of these actually really matter during ACLS or when people need these critical lines, is going to be your potassium, 
your calcium and your leukocytes. Those three don't correlate that well with these venous samples. So keep that in mind, especially for board tests. And if you're practicing, that's something good to remember in real life. Finally, medications that you can give is really anything except for that chemo we talked about epinephrine, RSI drugs, and you can even do drips with pressure, uh, pressure bags. And then of course, as lastly, as Dr. Dushane said, is giving fluids. You can more than happy to do that as well. Did I cover it all? That does. And remember, um, when it comes to, uh, board review here, you know, even think about your oral board exam, you might be placed in a situation where they're prompting you to be aggressive about placing IOs in. Um, so don't hesitate to be aggressive about placing an IO. You know, there are key contraindications. I mean, this is kind of an addendum to the, all the content that we already handed out. Wait, we get a bonus with you? If we got a bonus. Then oh, wow. Yeah. Now it's time for a bonus bomb. A couple, a couple key things uh, to think about as well. Um, and those are, you know, you don't want to be placing an IO in a, in a fracture, fracture site. Um, that wouldn't be the most ideal, right? So suboptimal. Um, it's suboptimal, right? And then if an area has overlying cellulitis or osteomyelitis, uh, those are other things to think about uh, as well. But I doubt uh, those questions are really going to be asked in detail. I mean, they might be, um, but I doubt they're going to be asked in detail. Uh, but remember that as well. That's like the most common procedural question, I think, in general, at least at the intro level for interns is, hey, what are the indications? What are the contraindications of this procedure? And for IOs, that is a major contraindication, as you just said, fractures and cellulitis. Those things come up. That's the basic level of just understanding when you do this, when do you not do it? And then the more advanced thinking is what we went over. You know, what are the best sites? Uh, What is the most optimal placement? And then what labs can you get from that? What is the optimal management of that line? Exactly. Because, I mean, they'll list things, when you read about this, they'll list things like um, osteogenesis imperfect, you know, and osteo, <laughs> you know, so it's like, come on, you're not, you know, that's whatever. <laughs> but yeah. um, it's going to be like that trauma patient um, that comes in and they've got an obvious fracture there. Um, and, you know, you wouldn't want to use that site. And then you should also be a little bit wary uh, if EMS has already used a site, um, has made, you know, attempts there uh, to, to use that same exact site. But yeah, you don't ask cool. all your patients if they have osteogenesis imperfecta. Uh, that is on you know my kind of the past medical history when I ask them about diabetes, hypertension. You know, that's yeah. that's the question I throw out there as well. I usually ask it before I ask about coronary artery disease. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I completely agree. For all the med students listening, I hope they understand we're joking. They, they've <laughs> this got is it pure sarcasm. They've got it. Uh, They're probably like we're never sarcasm. tuning into this channel again. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't think we can ask for a subscribe. <laughs> I'm going to ask anyway. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please All right. do. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>